Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 162 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 21st of 2017. Some of the games I played for this past week, we played a little tile placement game called Hanshu. We got in a little negotiation game of Chinatown. My wife and I played several games, Lotus, Age of War, a little bit of Clank. We also got back into some Diablo 3, and then I revisited Marvel Heroes Omega on the PS4. I also talk about a few of the games that I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 162 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. As always, you can send some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on BoardGameGeek. We have a guild over there. Guild number 2440 is our guild number. On Twitter, you can follow me at what I'm playing now and check out some of the things I am playing during the week. I will usually post pictures of what I'm playing or try to post pictures during the week and during my gameplay sessions on Facebook. You can do a search for what I'm playing now and you can find us there. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into the first part of the show, what I'm playing now. And when I went down to my local game store this past week, one of the first games we got in is a lighter tile placement game called Hanshu. In this game, each player is going to start out with a hand of cards. The cards are numbered from 1 to 60. In turn order, players are going to put one card into the center of the table, which will then be utilized for like a draft. The trick here is, though, each player that puts a card into the center of the table that has the number on there, that can affect turn order. So if you are playing a card that says 30 and then your opponents play um, lower cards than you, you can actually get the first player token. You can actually adjust this score by 60 points by putting one of your little resource cubes that are that are located on your tiles in front of you, on your cards in front of you. You can put that onto one of the cards. It will then be destroyed and it will be thrown back into the pile at the end of the turn. But by doing this, you're actually giving yourself an additional 60 points added onto the card. So like I was just saying, if I put a 30 card down there and I want to make sure that I'm going to go first this turn, I may throw a cube on there and that would bump it up to 90. So if I put a brown cube on there going around the table, if anybody else wanted to put an additional cube on their card or put a cube on their card, they would have to follow me and put a put the same color cube as me. So if I put brown, they would have to put brown as well. There are other colored cubes in the game. Brown, yellow, blue, and gray, I think, were the cubes that were in this game. If I remember correctly, I think those are the four cubes. So that kind of makes the whole part of starting out the round by doing a draft very interesting in who gets to go first because then in turn order whoever is first they get to draft one of the cards that are in the middle of the table that they then get to build and start building their city out in front of them in their kind of like tableau the one i the one thing is when you do place a card down in your tableau one piece one one square of the tile has to go underneath one of the other ones, or you basically have to cover up a corner square or one square of a card when you put a new card into your tableau. So it makes building your kind of like city in front of you a little different. It makes it a little challenging. One of the other things to pay attention to are those resources that I mentioned, the cubes. There are certain cards that will have resources on them. You will 
those will be notified or you'll be able to tell because they'll have a little square on there with the cube's color. But then you're also going to want to pay attention to when you obtain those cubes that you then start obtaining cards that have a matching color and then flowers on there, which those flowers notate additional victory points that will be added together towards the end of the game. So if you're going to get a blue resource, you definitely want to try to get a card or a tile that has the blue token on there with some flowers next to there to get you some additional points because at the end of the game, you'll move that blue wooden cube from the resource area that it was created on onto one of the areas that will score you victory points. So you want to try to get a good balance of doing that. You also want to try to pay attention to building and expanding maybe your ocean tiles because the larger ones that you create for that will give you extra points, just like your cities, your forests give you um, extra points as well. And so there's, there's quite a few different ways that scoring will work in this game. It's a pretty good tile placement game. Not too sure if I'm going to be adding it to my collection. It was good. It wasn't it wasn't great, but it was fun. I definitely play the game again if somebody pulled it out down at the game store. But as far as tile placement goes, I think there's a couple other ones out there that I would like to add to my collection first. And that was Honshu. Check that one out. You probably will enjoy it. All right. After that, we jumped over to a five player game of Chinatown. We were trying to figure out what we were going to play with five players my buddy Eric pulled out Chinatown. We've played this one before. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy set collection negotiation game where you are just trying to be cutthroat and obtain the most amount of money that you can towards the end of the game. I, of course, need to work on my negotiation skills quite a bit. I've talked about how to play this one in our previous podcast, so I won't go too much in-depth into that, but I will say... I've played this game multiple times now, and each time I get this game to the table, the guys that I've played with, it's just been a real fun playing this game. And I think like I've mentioned in the previous podcast when I was actually reviewing this one, this game can really be hit or miss for some groups because if you have a group of individuals who aren't willing to sit there and trade, who aren't willing to sit there and haggle, who really want to just maybe try to keep the tiles and the numbered cards that they're given and try to just build areas off of that, it's going to be a very boring game. Our our game probably took a little longer than it should have, I will say. I mean, there were times where we were joking around and several of us have said, you know, we needed a chess clock or something because there were some negotiations that just kind of dragged on. There were multiple times where we tried to do a three-way trade. I know I tried to pull one off one time and it was just really hella hard. I mean, it was just... It was just very difficult to try to convince both of the other guys that they were getting something good out of this trade and I was actually getting what I wanted. Towards the end of the game, I made one big trade where I gave away quite a bit of money for some stuff and I just don't think it paid off for me. I think it just took away a little bit too much of my money that kind of really put me into the hole that I really couldn't really come back from from them those last couple of turns even by completing several other groups of buildings that I had put together so Chinatown if you like negotiation games if you like things that like you're sitting there trading with people during the game if you like to be cutthroat if you maybe like to screw over your neighbor a little bit by deep wheeling and dealing definitely definitely check out Chinatown and get that one to the table it's an older game um, I, the game we played was published by Z-Man Games, and I believe out on Board Game Geek it says it was released in 1999. So it is a little bit older of a game, but you know what? Like I said, it is a hell of a lot of fun, and that is Chinatown. 
After that, over the weekend, my wife and I had a really fun and interesting board game day. Well, I don't know if I want to say the whole day. We had a board game afternoon where we played several different games and several games we played multiple times. Uh, the first game of Lotus was a game that I had picked up around Christmas time, I think, and I just hadn't had a chance to teach it to her. So we sat down. We went through multiple games of that one. We had a really fun time playing Lotus. In Lotus, you're going to start off and you're doing set collection and building of flowers. And once you finish a flower, the person who actually has control of that flower, be it through having different tokens on there or by having the different icons on the card of that person's color, totaled up to them being the most, you will get to score possibly five victory points or take a tile that will give you maybe an additional card to be put in your hand or let you do... Um, an action where you can actually place more petals down on a flower in one turn, or you can get the grand token, I guess you could say, that is worth two points instead of one, like your normal wooden tokens that you're going to be placing on some of the cards. But the art on the cards is gorgeous. I've talked about this one on another podcast as well. That's kind of the theme for today. We've actually gone back through and played quite a few games that we played previously, so we really didn't get too many new games to the table this week. But Lotus, we actually did play... Um, quite a bit. We played multiple games of Lotus, and it was once we got really got the rules down, and once my wife really learned how to play, we were kind of flying through the game, and it was really quick and easy for us to finish a game, probably in half about in about half the time of what the box was saying. Because I think they say it's a thirty minute game. For the two of us, we were knocking a game out in about fifteen to twenty minutes. I would say it was just really quick because both of us just were like throwing cards down, finishing up the flowers and just scoring points and towards the end of the game just having large stacks of cards that we were having to then sit there and count through and lotus is a great game if you haven't played this one it's a it's a great entry game it's a nice light filler game i would definitely say pick up lotus add to your collection if it's a game you have not played before and then one little dice game that we picked up and i've talked about on a couple other podcasts age of war this one's from Fantasy Flight Games. It's a nice little dice chucker where you're actually trying to match icons of the dice up onto different cards. If you're able to complete from by, by rolling the dice one row at a time and then complete the whole card, you will get to keep the card. If you're able to control a column of the same colored cards, you will actually get to flip those cards over and keep them for a higher point and then nobody can steal them if you just actually take the cards and don't actually obtain the whole set they are open for opponents to steal them and i tried to do this multiple times against my wife dice just were not going my way as always as we know dice hate me i just not there's not really much i can do about that but they do and she started out rolling really good and then got a little cold, but I never really warmed up real good. So no matter how many times I tried to obtain a couple of cards, either from the center of the table or from her, I just lagged behind her greatly and never could catch up. We did have a great time playing this. This is another light filler. You can probably knock out with two people in about 15, maybe 20 minutes max. If you like 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 little dice chucking games, there really isn't much to the game, but it's still just a nice little kind of game where you don't have to really think too much there isn't a lot of strategy and the dice are kind of controlling what you're going to be doing in the game after that we went over to a little bit different style of a game i guess i can say we pulled clank out we haven't played clank probably in about a good month or so and that's kind of surprising for us because both of us really do enjoy clank we actually went back to just the base game because the last time we played we played 
We played with the app one time, a couple of times. We played um, the Sunken Treasure one once, I think, only. Um, but we, I was like, let's just go back to the base game. We haven't played that in a long time. I did add in a couple of the promo cards, and one of the promo cards, the one from Gen Con 2016, actually did make it out, and I was able to get that card to the table. And what the card does is every time you play it, for every monster that's in the the kind of like row where you can purchase from or the goblin, you will add those up. You get plus one clank for all those monsters, but then you get an additional um, ability where you can, you know, you get the additional striking ability. The red icon is what you're going to get with that. So I actually really didn't have that hard of a time controlling the clank with that because I had a couple of cards that were letting me remove clank. And for some reason, whenever we had to draw the the cubes out of the bag, we were drawing way more black cubes than we ever did before until around the last round when I had a lot of clank finally in the bag, we started drawing. But by that time I was able to make it out of the dungeon. This was probably one of the first games that I've seen where we played where we actually had quite a bit of health left at the end of the game and neither of us were struggling to get out of the dungeon with maybe like one health left or something. I think I was able to get out of the dungeon with a very good score and had only taken about two points of damage. My wife had obtained so many of the healing tokens from the board that once she got to about five damage, she was able to heal herself back up to full health. And I think she, while she did not make it out, she was one space away from making it out. She, we, we, we ended the game with her having, I think, maybe one damage on her on her card. So I was really worried because she had quite a few of the seven point seven victory point cards. So I think she had about seven of those. I thought for sure she had won. But I think that additional 20 points that I had gotten for getting my butt out of the dungeon and actually taking some of the higher level rewards that were down at the lower part of the dungeon, I kind of won by about 20, 20 points or so, which really surprised her because when she totaled up her cards, like I said, she had so many of the seven point victory point cards. I was really surprised I pulled out the win for that one. But once I started totaling up all of my rewards, as well as that extra 20 points that I got, I was kind of feeling much, much better, and I somehow pulled out the win, which I normally don't do in Clank, so I will take a win in Clank whenever I can get it, and Clank is a game, if you haven't played it by now, I don't know what I could say to get you to play it, but as far as deck builders go, it's one of my favorite deck builders that it, that's out there, especially being a thief, moving through a dungeon, trying to trying to get different things and being able to control when the game ends by being the first one to get out of the dungeon and then if your opponents are in the lower part of the dungeon or if they're deep down in there and they are struggling to try to get out before the game ends it can get really stressful for them so clank is a great game if you haven't played it drop what you're doing and just go play the damn game already it's great other than that, those are the board games we played for this past week. We're going to jump over to a few video games. My wife and I also got in some Diablo 3. I talked about Diablo 3. We haven't played this game in a good probably month or so. And I felt it was about time we got back to some dungeon crawling on the PS4. In Diablo 3, it, it, it didn't take us that long to get back into the swing of things before we started finishing multiple dungeons. We jumped up a good, probably 10, we leveled up our characters a good 10 levels, I would say. Um, I actually got into quite a bit of crafting too over the weekend. Uh, in between pausing the game and doing a couple of different things, I sat there and was reading through the strategy guide, read through a couple of the different things that some of the different crafters are able to make. I then started turning a lot of my blue and gold items into 
um, for crafting goods rather than selling them for gold because both my wife and I have a lot of gold that we really aren't spending right now. And I leveled up the crafting characters quite a bit to where we're able to actually start crafting some really, really good stuff for us as we hit our lower 20s right now with our characters. And Diablo 3, I'm having a really good time playing this on the PS4. Uh, like I said, I played this game quite a bit extensively on the PC and sitting there playing with the controller. The controls are really good for the PS3. I'm really enjoying it a lot. And I have a feeling if the Cavs do another blowout like they did against the Celtics the other night, because, hey, we do live in Cleveland, and that was one hell of a game. If if there's another blowout tonight, I may just tell my wife, let's just record the game. If she wants to watch it tomorrow, she can. And let's jump back into Little Diablo 3. Because the other night's game was just something you really didn't need to watch. It was it was just wasn't even a competition, I shall say. All right, and then one of the last things I played for this past weekend, something I actually played quite a bit last weekend, I jumped back into Marvel Heroes Omega on the PS4, and I talked about stopping and um, not really enjoying when I had leveled up Deadpool up to level 10 and then found out, you know, I have to unlock him and pay money to do to do that, which I really didn't want to do. So then I had, un I had purchased um, Ghost Rider, which the first couple levels of playing him, I wasn't really too keen on and everything. But I had gone back for some reason and started playing Ghost Rider again. And once I got Ghost Rider into the teens and then into the 20s and then into my mid-20s, his abilities really started shining together and his area of effect attacks and some of the different things he was able to do, I just started having a ball with. And I was really enjoying almost playing Ghost Rider a little bit more than playing Deadpool. Now, the game this past week, they did a complete character wipe. So the servers were down the other day. Since I was in the closed beta, I was able to jump back in when the servers did come back up because the game is now in open beta. But I did notice a little something in the character selection screen. A lot of the characters that were maybe worth 400 points that they gave you before are now worth 700 plus. So there are very, very few characters you can purchase and get for free with that 400 that they originally give you and none of the characters that they give you for free are characters that I really want to play. So I'm sitting here thinking now, do I actually want to invest some money in this game and actually unlock a character that I would like to play in and, and enjoy? Do I want to just drop 20 bucks in Deadpool and just play him, which is kind of where I'm leaving because I did have a good time playing Deadpool and I kind of would like to see where his character goes a little bit more, maybe beyond level 10, because the first 10 levels of playing him, I was having a great time. And I think with Ghost Rider, it took me till about level 10 plus to where I really started getting him into his own and started getting some of those additional abilities to where he really started coming into his own and I started having a good time with him. So I'm hoping that if I maybe did spend the 20 bucks on Deadpool, that taking him past 10 just really makes him shine that much more. So I'm kind of at an, an pass, I guess you could say, with that game right now. I'm not really too sure what to do if I actually want to invest some money into the game and actually play it a little bit more. I mean, I've played it a little bit on the PC. Um, I have a couple of friends who may be playing it on the PS4 as well. So that's making me think, for 20 bucks, why not just pick up Deadpool and play him and just see where the game goes? So that may be what I end up doing, and I'll have to let everybody know what I actually decide on that one, because I'm really, really torn and undecided on that one. So if anybody's actually playing that on PlayStation 4, kick me an email. Let me know what you're doing and what you're deciding and what your character of choice is. Other than that, those are the games I played for this past week. Let's talk about a few things that I would like to play. 
when I was down on Thursday, I actually picked up a little board game that I've been waiting for quite a while. I was going to do the Kickstarter, but then when I found out that my local game store was actually able to get the Kickstarters in and a bunch of the retail extras, I said, let me just go through them. So this way I can guarantee myself some of those retail extras, because if you don't purchase from them, they won't guarantee them for you. And that game is called Dark Souls, the board game. So I have that sitting behind me right now. I haven't even unwrapped it yet because I've been kind of busy this week. I was trying to do a couple of things for our Arkham Horror card game and put some things together for that this weekend. And I'm, I'm really kind of torn as to how I want to go about learning this one. I already have several people down at the local game store who have said that they are really looking forward to playing this one. And they said, if I learn it, bring it in and teach it, they will be more than happy to sit down and play it. So I have a feeling this next week, I may try to sit down, try to learn this one. I know this is a game I probably will not get my wife to be able to play because it is co-op and she will just not go for that. One of the other games that we had tried, I tried to actually teach her when we were doing our afternoon of board gaming was one of my favorite games, Duel of Ages 2. And it's just a game that I think this is the second time I tried to teach it to her. And it's just one that for being a guys on the, what I consider kind of a guys on the map board in there, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but it's just a game she just really just couldn't get into and what really bummed me out. I do have a couple of other people down at the game store that I that will play that game and I just need to get a hold of them and just start setting up some play sessions for Duel of Ages 2 because it's been so long since I've played it and I'm just really in the mood to get a couple of games of that in already. Um, I just I just need to play that one already. But Dark Souls, the board game, hopefully I'll be talking about that one in the next couple of podcasts. So look for some talking on that one and what my thoughts are. Other than that, one of the other games that I found on Board Game Geek that's currently on Kickstarter that has really piqued my interest once I kind of started reading about the game a little bit, watching a couple of the different videos that people have out there, that's Galaxy of Tryon, New Order. This looks to be somewhat of a 4X game. There's tile placement. There's some economic stuff in there. There's also some combat in there between ships. But really, the tile placement is what has kind of piqued my interest in this one. Because at first, I was kind of thinking the game was a little bit like Zion. Zion is a spectacular game. I've already kickstarted the expansion, so I'm kind of waiting for that one to come out. But one of the things that appears to be a little bit different with Galaxy of Tryon is the tile placement in this game actually is more than just placing a tile down and matching up icons as you're building out your galaxy. In this game, you're actually controlling the different planetaries, um, systems that are going to be going together. You can control when you're closing off different things, what things are going to be next to each other. So there's there appears to be a lot more strategy in building out the galaxy than actually than what Zaya is when you're just flipping over a stack of tiles, you know, which is still great. Zaya is a great game. Don't get me wrong. If you haven't played Zaya, definitely try to find a friend that has Zaya and get, get that game to the table. That game is outstanding. But... This Galaxy of Tryon has just piqued my interest in the whole tile placement aspect with it because there's also mining in the game. There's There appears to be a little bit more going on than what Zaya has um, because you actually can control way more ships than just your one ship in Zaya that's just going around and doing you know different things. So I'm going to pay a little bit closer attention to this one. I'm going to read a little bit more 
um, maybe rewatch a couple of videos on this one. And I may actually be kickstarting this one because it's, it's really kind of caught my interest now that I kind of found out about it. And I had skimmed through it a couple of times on going through some of the popular games that are on Kickstarter right now. And I really hadn't checked it out until I, I was reading about it on one of the Board Game Geek posts and then watched a video on it. And I was like, hmm, this one actually looks a little bit better than I actually thought it did just from reading initially about it and then jumping into something else on Kickstarter. So maybe hearing a little bit more about that one and I may be jumping in on the Kickstarter for that one. But other than that, those are the games I played for the week and those are the couple things that I would like to play. Other than that, that's going to be the end of another episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. But as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We have a guild over there. Guild number 2440 is our guild number. On Twitter, you can follow me at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody, thank you for joining me for another week of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. Come back next week and join me for some more talks about some other games that we'll be playing. I have a feeling I will be talking about a huge game of Lords of Waterdeep, which I have a feeling we're going to be taking down to the game store with us tomorrow. My wife's going to be joining me down there tomorrow, and I think we're going to try to get at least a five-player game of Lords of Waterdeep in with the expansion. So I'm hoping to be talking about that one next week because I haven't played a big game of Lords of Waterdeep in quite a while. Most of the games I've played recently have just been my wife and I, so I'm kind of excited to actually get back to that game and play a big game of that one. Other than that... Who knows what I'll be playing this week? Who knows what's coming out this week? But I'm sure I'm going to try to get in more new games this next week. So, hey, come back next week. Join me for another podcast. Until then, you know what to do. Go play some games and let me know what you're playing now. Until next week, have a great week gaming, everybody. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.